On today's crossover edition of the Locked On Nets podcast, Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks joins Marcus to go through the over-unders of every team in the NBA and make picks. All that and more coming up on Locked On Nets. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. I am Gavin Shaw, and as promised, one of the two co-hosts of Locked On Nets, Marcus Barrow. Marcus, how's it going? I'm good, Gavin. I'm definitely one of the two co-hosts, so good job delivering on your promise. Yes. And who got you that job? Oh, well, you know, I, I worked at the NBA. Uh, David Locke, uh, of course, is a, is a big fan of that league, so that's partially how I was how I was able to get this. And, of course, Josh, my lovely uh, host over at Locked on Nets, give us a listen. If you like the Nets or if you don't, you know, we no, were nobody, a good hate listen. So. Nobody, nobody listens. I, they, everyone listening does hate the Nets. You know, they, like, everyone thinks I'm a Nets fan. They really, like, you, can, you, can you tell them I'm not? I think we've both been Knicks fans. So like, I, I, don't, I, made a, I don't hate the Nets. I don't hate the Nets. Yeah, I think that's like the broadcaster thing yeah. where like you're very objective and sure. anyone who's like a super fan of a team is going to think that you hate that team. Right. Like I think it was probably, I don't know for sure, but I think it was probably pretty similar when you did Locked on Nets where yeah. Nets fans probably thought, oh, this is a Knicks fan, so he hates us. They did, but I, I said that, so that was right. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> that, was, that was part of it. Okay, so what we're going to do, I, I laid it out a little bit in the intro, but uh, we're basically drafting over under. So how that's going to work is we're going to take uh, basically our favorite picks for next year and draft them in order. At the end of the season, I'm going to kind of add up uh, how many you got right, how many I got right, and we'll do like a five-minute podcast where one of us like brags on the other. I guess sure. I feel, uh, yeah, there's usually not any like accountability when people right. make preseason picks, so I'm glad that we're going to we, like, stick to it. I feel like there should be stakes, too. Maybe we'll decide after the podcast. Sure. Someone have to like jump in like a pool like naked. Maybe perhaps? someone gets access to the locked on Twitter feed of the other person. Oh, that's good for a that's day good. or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're shaking for right, those listening. Perfect. I feel like the stakes are because you're a Knicks fan, so I trust you would never say anything bad about the Knicks on our Twitter feed. Anyways, all right, let's do uh, rock paper scissors for the first. Sure, time. this is terrible. Audio. Rock paper scissors says oh, you got to do says. What were you doing? I didn't know. What you, you went were early. Going for. We didn't plan. Okay. okay, rock paper scissors says shoe. Okay, I defeated Marcus. That's not with true. Rock and paper. <laughs> no, he, he won. All right, you get you get first pick. Okay, um, first pick. First pick here. I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers are projected, or not projected. They're over under 53 and a half. I think that they have the ability and the talent to be the best team in the NBA. So I think that picking them to win at least 54 games seems fair to me. I think they're going to win 55 plus. Going to be interesting, and I mean they won they won like forty eight last year, right? They came pretty yeah. darn close. They add Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. If you even get like eighty two games between the two of them, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I am going. You see, I was really into the over for New Orleans, and that was going to be my first pick. But now Zion got hurt, and I'm a little bit more nervous about that because I don't think they have quite the horses, even though they have so much young talent on that team. So I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going over on the Miami Heat. 43.5. Kendrick Noon, who I'd never, or none. Kendrick Nunn, yeah. Kendrick Nunn. And that's my point. I'd literally never heard of him before yesterday, and he scored 40 points. And he's like their 10th guy. So I think inevitably they're going to be really good. I like Jimmy Butler. I think they have like a lot of good pieces. They're like eight or nine deep. And, uh, Do you think they make quite a, a Chris Paul trade or no? No, I just, I really, I'm, I'm very into Tyler Harrow too. I think he, I don't know if you saw this, but he was like, I think it was Evan Fournier was guarding him, and Fournier like shoved him down on one end and like, Harrow got up, like cursed him out, came down, hit a three, and then was like backpedaling on defense. And it looked like he mouthed, go back to France. 
bitch. And it was, <laughs> it was great. It was incredible. All right. So because of that, I take uh, the Miami Heat over. All right. Uh, are we doing Snake or how are we doing this? No, no, no. You go okay, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue my theme of picking good teams to be good. I'm going to take the 76ers. Their over-under is 54 and a half. Ooh. I'm going to say over on that. I think them and the Bucks are the only two teams in the East that have like any shot at making the finals. And I think that if you're a team that has a shot at making the finals, like I just said with the Clippers, you're going to win 55-plus games. So I think them and the Bucks are both pretty safe bets to win over 55. My reasoning for picking the Sixers over the Bucks is just that their over-under is three wins lower than Milwaukee. So it seems like they have more margin for error. Yeah, I think playing off your logic, I'm going to take the over for the Rockets. It seems like they hit the over essentially every season. I just I kind of think they're a well-oiled machine, and I, I have some doubts about how good Russell Westbrook's going to be this year. Like I, I sort of think he's a little bit over the hill, but I, I think that's more so going to be a postseason issue than a regular season issue. And I, I just think Harden's going to keep kicking ass. Like I think he just like accidentally scored like 44 in a preseason <laughs> game yesterday. So I'm 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 pretty confident in, in that group. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him and Russ back together again. Um, with my next pick, I'm going to go with. The Boston Celtics under. Wow. They're over-unders 48 and a half. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they are not as good as they were last year. And last year, they didn't win 50 games. So I think that they're going to be worse this year. I don't think they'll be terrible. I think this is something that uh, if you're a Nets fan or a Knicks fan, you can uh, appreciate some Celtics hate. Sure. I think that they'll probably win like in the 44 to 46 range. Their over-unders 48 and a half, which feels way too high. Um, so, yeah, I'm going under on the Celtics. All right. Uh, continuing with the theme of uh, just catering to our fans, uh, I'm going under for the Chris Stapps Porzingis-led Dallas Mavericks at 40.5. I was super into them. And then last night, I don't know if you saw the clip, but there was this play where Luka Doncic wanted Porzingis to set a screen for him. Yeah. And Porzingis was, like, posting up Kawhi at, like, the elbow and was trying to get the ball. And, like, Luka just refused to pass it to him and then drove. And overall, like I'm, I've been a little bit disappointed with how he looked this preseason. I know he's coming off an ACL, and maybe he turns it up a little bit in the regular season. But that athleticism that I think took him to another level, even more so than his shooting, hasn't totally been there. He's been pretty inefficient. And I just, I as much as I, admittedly love him on this podcast, uh, I don't know if he's going to get through a full season. And I think their third best player is, is maybe Seth Curry, which isn't a great sign. So I'm going under for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of hype in the preseason. I'd, I'd probably agree that they're a slight under for me. Uh, for my next pick, uh, shout out to my Locked On Nets listeners. I'm taking the Nets over. Their over-under is 43.5. They went 42-40 and 40 last year. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kyrie Irving is better than D'Angelo Russell. A full season of Karis LeVert, though, is the biggest thing. If they can keep him healthy all year with him clicking, with Dinwiddie playing well, they have three guys who could potentially be like a starting lead ball handler on a team. They're bringing one of them off the bench in Dinwiddie. But LeVert has like real all-star potential, most improved player potential. So I'm mostly banking on him being healthy and the slight upgrade with Kyrie. Did you D-Lo. did you see that um, on Bovada they have the same odds to win the Atlantic Division as they do the Eastern Conference? Really? Yeah, because it's, the premise is like if KD comes back for the playoffs, like that's like a wild card, so they don't want to make that too high because if he came back, they'd nominally be one of the three best teams. So, Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad I don't have to comment on that. One. <laughs> All right. uh, I am going with an over for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I just love the infrastructure. I, I know they lost a little bit of depth in the Kawhi trade, but I think they still have a really solid team. They're really well coached. They were generally excellent when Kawhi was out last year, and I think OG Ananobi, who's, who's had some really good moments this preseason, if he takes a step forward, he can do 
I don't know, maybe 50% of Kawhi. I don't know. But I, I think he replicates some of the same qualities, kind of brings the same fit in that offense. I'm a little bit concerned about them having enough scoring with Lowry and Gasol being a year older, but I, I just sort of like the championship DNA. So I think they find a way to get to about 48 wins. Yeah, and they just maxed out my guy Pascal Siakam. Oh, that. that's good. So he'll be so, happy. Yeah. No, no buddy heel situation there. No, for sure. Um, I'm going to jump back to the Western Conference. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to take the over. Their over-under is 50 and a half, and... Uh, I just feel like they're a lock to make the playoffs, and if Davis and LeBron can both stay healthy, 51 wins is like not anything crazy at all. I think that has the potential to be like one of the best two-man combos in the league and in the league like in the last couple years, at least since like Steph and KD when they were like operating at their peak in the 2017 finals. So I'm picking the Lakers over 50 and a half. It's hard for me to judge them because I think they played every preseason game against the Warriors, at least three of them. They played the Nets in China. Oh, okay. Back to back. There we go. All right, so it was the Nets and the Warriors. They lost both of those. Sure. Uh, I just, I think like the pick and roll with LeBron and AD, it looks, it's so unstoppable because AD seems to have developed quite a bit as a passer and, and he keeps hitting like Dwight or JaVale on like these short roll like alley-oops and it's, I don't know what a defense does because they spread it out with shooters. And then you have to double LeBron, and then you someone has to come over and shade over to Davis. And if he can make good passes out of that, like it's just going to be an incredible offense. And I think LeBron, even at his current age, is so brilliant as a player. Like He's going to fully maximize Davis. And there, there was some quote from Anthony Davis after their preseason win that was something along the lines of, I, I only scored like 16 points and we still won. I think that's the first time in my career this has happened. And, and to me, that's, that's a really good sign. Um, I'm going with one that's actually one of my most confident picks that I just oh, missed. Oh, I just missed it a little early. Uh, uh, under for the Indiana Pacers at 46 and a half. I think that's crazy high. I don't really get it. I, I don't. I know Oladipo's like allegedly playing half court already, and if he was 100, percent that would be a very reasonable number. But I, I'd be shocked if he's in full swing before midseason. And the rest of the roster is good, but it just it's sort of awkward. Like T.J. Warren, it showed off to be a better shooter, but the reason the Suns were so willing to give him up was there just isn't a whole lot else going on in his game. The depth is decent but there's just not another elite guy there maybe if Sabonis or Turner makes a jump that they make me look dumb but I'm pretty confident they go under that number yeah I'm with you there I like the addition of Brogdon but like you said it all comes down to Oladipo being healthy and like what they end up doing with the Sabonis Turner situation if they trade one of them um with my next pick uh I'm gonna make your listeners very happy Gavin oh I'm gonna say Knicks wow okay over 26 I wasn't touching that one either so (laughs) Yeah, I just think that they have a lot of guys who are going to play hard. They don't seem like a team that wants to tank, like whether that's the players or Fizdale or like the, the team itself. I think that they, with the Nets now having a lot of the shine, a lot of the spotlight from the offseason, they want to kind of prove that the Knicks are still respectable. They can still be cool. And I think to win 27 games isn't crazy. And also, knowing the Knicks, like even if they tried to tank, it probably wouldn't work out and they'd like accidentally win 28 games and get like the eighth pick. So yeah, that is typical. That's, that's part of it also. Yeah, it'll be, I think in my mind, it comes down to how quickly they figure out their rotation and like eliminate guys like Bobby Portis and, and just sort of play dudes who are going to consistently contribute to winning. Hint, hint, Frank Nilakina, but... Uh, RJ Barrett looked good. Also. He was awesome yeah. last night. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, I'm going uh, under for the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I feel pretty good about that one. I love the team that they're building and, and that core three of Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, and John Morant. I mean, it's like basketball erection right there. That, that's I amazing. completely forgot they got Brandon Clark. I was so he's mad. He's so about that good. He's really good. He's like he's putting up a double double seemingly like every night in the preseason. Uh, I just think Morant is going to have some typical rookie struggles. Like I'm sure he's going to make spectacular plays and also average like nine turnovers a night. Jackson's good, but if he's like your main guy, 
I don't know how far you're going yet. And, and the fact of the matter is they weren't that much better last year with Conley and Morant, no matter how good he is, is going to be a big downgrade in year one. So I, I just, I can't imagine with how loaded the West is, they're going to win more than like 23, 24 games. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And staying in the West, this pains me because I, I like this team a lot, but I'm going to pick under for the Portland Trail Blazers. It's 46 and a half. I think that they'll still get into the playoffs, but with all the talent in the West and like, there's a huge glut of teams that are going to win like around 50 games, and I just think that they're like a half notch below those teams, especially with Nurkic out and with Whiteside being such a big question mark. Their number's 46 and a half, and I feel like they're closer to like 43 wins probably. So I'm going to take the under on the Blazers. All right, uh, um, I, I pulled my punch for a while. I'm going with it now. I'm going to go a slight over. For the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, obviously it comes down to how long Zion's out. I mean, we've heard weeks. If, if he misses more than 20 games this year, that that's probably out the window. But I think with him, they can honestly play at like pretty close to a 45-win pace. Like he, he's just seemed to be that good and, and that effective in the preseason. And they just have so many guys across the board who can both shoot and pass the basketball that I just think they're going to be one of the better offenses in the NBA from day one. I'm a big believer in Lonzo having a bounce-back season. The kill Alexander Walker looks like he could legitimately win Rookie of the Year. Zion's hurt quite a bit. Uh, I, I, just, I just think they're great. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to Zion's health for me, um, but I don't, I don't mind that pick. Um, I'm going to go to the Bucks. Sure. Their number's 57.5, and, and I'm going to say a slight, slight, slight under. I like that, yeah. Um, I just think that for them to hit the over on this, they have to win 58, which... Is definitely possible, but losing Brogdon, um, not a big Bledsoe guy. They did add uh, Robin Lopez, so they completed the the tandem there. So maybe some kind of like Hearts of Exodia thing will happen, or a Voltron <laughs> of some sort. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think that they're probably closer to like 56, 57 wins. This one, I probably could have waited on, but I felt semi-confident that I, 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 was gonna I, take I think that I they're going to be yeah. like in that 55 to 57 win range. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I just, I, even like if Giannis takes a step forward, I just... I don't think the roster is that good. Like, I think he elevates everyone on it, but it feels less of a good fit around Giannis. Than it, it just feels like they took a step back everywhere other than maybe Giannis and Priest. Yeah, and if he turns an ankle and misses two weeks, like, I feel like that's a lock for another. They're way under there. Yeah. They're going to go to 50. Uh, I'm going over for the Nuggets at 52 and a half. They bring back essentially everyone from last year. They add uh, Jeremy Grant. Yep. Nice. <laughs> okay, one of the Grants. Uh, he, who I like, despite not knowing his name. And I'm, I'm a big uh, Michael Porter Jr. guy. I think he's going to elevate their second unit if he doesn't get too shot happy. He's just another nice piece for them. And, and sort of, I mean, if he's as good as people thought he could be, that could sort of be the guy in crunch time who puts them over in that one extra score that, and it's a lot to put on a rookie, but uh, that I don't totally believe Jamal Murray is yet and maybe won't be this year. But I love the depth. I love the continued infrastructure. I think Jokic could win MVP. Uh, I just think they're going to be a dominant regular season team. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't see them advancing past like the second round in the playoffs but i agree that during the regular season they have like a ton of depth that'll carry them um next i'm gonna go with the utah jazz wow i have no idea which way over under is 53 and a half and i'm sorry david Locke. i'm gonna say a slight under you're fine Uh, i feel like (laughs) i feel like both the jazz and the nuggets are getting a ton of preseason hype and they're kind of like you can see it from the over under number like they're being placed in the same class as, like, Houston and the Clippers. And I just think that those teams have a lot more talent up top. I know that the Jazz have better depth, probably, but I think that they're closer to, similar with the Bucks. they're closer to, like, a 50-win team, a 51-52 win team, and I don't see them winning 54, 55 games. Yeah, I just can't see Emmanuel Moutier being on a 54-win <laughs> team. Like, even if you just put him on the Warriors last year, I, I think something, like, people would have started turning their ankles uh, earlier than it ended up happening. <laughs> oh, man, where do I go now? Uh, I'm going... 
over for the... Oh, do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? Uh, no, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go under for the Cavs. Uh, 24 and a half. Uh, I just think that they kind of suck. I mean, I think, and I think they're going to trade Kevin Love at some point this season. I, I'm big Darius Garland head, as I made clear on this podcast. I think he's going to be awesome. Damian Lillard light, but uh, not there yet. Mm, yeah, I'm going to follow your lead here and pick the under for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, good one. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that this didn't happen earlier, actually. They're over under 23 and a half. I feel like they are the worst team in the league, which means that they probably will win like at most 18, 19 games. So I think that this is pretty safe. If the Hornets somehow rally and are just mediocre this season, I'm fine being wrong about that. Do you know, like, in a fantasy football draft when there's, like, that run on quarterbacks when one person takes, like, the fourth quarterback after the first three went too high and then everyone just takes one in order? Yeah. This is the run on the uh, toilet teams <laughs> of the NBA because I'm going under for the Washington Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal, great. I just, there's, like, nothing else there. Uh, people like Rui Hachimura, uh, he's, he's fine. He's good. He's great. Um, I'm interested to hear his comments on China. I don't know if he said oh, anything boy, yet, he's... but yeah, he's Japanese. He, so he is, can start. Yeah. He can start a war. So that would be that'd be cool. So that's to me. That's the most interesting storyline of, of this wizard season. All right, I'm going to jump past. That. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to move to the Pistons of Detroit. Oh, They're over under 37 and a half. They suck. Um, I'm actually going to take a slight over. Really? Wow. Okay. I just think that the East is so bad, and I think that there's. Probably eight clear playoff teams with the teams that made it last year, and I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. I guess the Heat would make it over someone else. I'm yeah. blanking. But, uh, yeah, the Pistons will be, like, in that 9-10 seed range, and so I think that 38-39 wins is probably where I see them. So their number's 37.5, so obviously it's not, like, a huge uh, vote of confidence for me, but I think that a slight over is in the cards for Detroit, especially if they keep everyone. They've been rumored as, like, a possible Chris Paul team, so... I don't know. Maybe get him and Blake back together. Right. I, I knew you were very high on Sekou Dumboya, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know it'd come out right here. Josh loves it. Yeah. I, I just. I feel like Blake Griffin's gonna get injured. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. That seems fair. like he, he did so much last season. I feel like he's gonna. He's gonna break down. Uh, Sacramento Kings. I'm going uh, slight over on 37 and a half, just because they. I mean, I think it was kind of ridiculous, but they spent like a ton of money and like to a point of excess on guys they didn't really need. Like $25 million on Trevor Ariza, who's washed. Uh, Harrison Barnes, who they're apparently upset they gave $80 million to because now Buddy Heald wants more than that when Heald is like, clearly better and more valuable. And they're like, uh, we already we, we kind of gave out a bad contract already, so I'm not really sure we can afford your, your, your reasonable request, Buddy. Uh, but that aside, a uh, ton of depth. I think Fox could make a jump. I think Heald, if he's not too pissed off, could make a jump. Bogdanovich was like ridiculous um, during Euros over the summer. So I, I just think they have so many good players. They're going to win a pretty good amount of games. I don't think they go way over. I think they're slightly under 500, but 37.5 feels a little low for me. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I like was going between them and the Pistons for that last pick. Um, with this next one, I'm actually a little more confident, so maybe I should have done it first. Sure. Uh, the Orlando Magic over 41.5. Like I've seen one. some people yeah. saying that they're going to be the three seed, which I do not agree with at all, but... Uh, the Magic were good last year. I think they went 42-40 and 40 or 40-42, and 42, something like that. So this is just betting on them being like a win or two better than last year, which I think is definitely possible. Aaron Gordon, I think, has a chance to be an all-star this year. Obviously, the East is a lot thinner than it has ever been. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, I like him a lot. Uh, Mo Bamba is on the team as well. Uh, and then Markel Fultz. Who knows what he'll be, but if he gives them anything at point guard, uh, not to say that they, they've kind of lacked in that department but dj augustine is maybe a little bit past his prime at this point so i'm gonna i'm still gonna take the over on the orlando magic i think they're like a 43 win team i i am in total agreement i i think their defense is gonna be killer 
Like, especially like a Bamba can figure it's it out so a little bit as a shot blocker. They just can put so much size out there at the same time. Uh, I'm going uh, slight over on the Chicago Bulls at 32.5. Uh, I love their offseason. I think Sadoransky's really good. Kobe White's been, like, excellent this preseason. He's averaging, like, 18 points per game. Just a lot of offensive talent. I'm not totally sure how it fits together, but they looked really competent once they got Otto Porter. And I could just, I can see them winning 34 games. I don't think, I think in the East, that's not totally unreasonable. So I'm going with that. For sure. So we're getting down to it here. Yeah, final five. Final five teams. Shouldn't we have six left? I don't know. I might have deleted (laughs) that. Maybe. Or forgot to copy one. Probably. Okay, I think think that'll be some drama at the end. We can figure out which team we missed. Yeah, well, we'll see what's missing. Um, (laughs) So we've got the Spurs, the Warriors, the Wolves, the Hawks, and the Suns here. I'm going to say that I will take the under on the San Antonio Spurs, 45 and a half. Um, This is just... I don't feel too strongly about this. I think they're probably around 45 wins. Um, but I could see them being the team to drop out of the playoffs if no one else does from that uh, Western Conference just because there is so much competition. That being said, they're usually like great in the regular season, but I feel like they just don't have the star power. I know Aldridge has been good, but uh, to me, I, I feel semi-confident on the Spurs under 45 and a half. Okay, I just I figured out the team that I missed. It was the Oklahoma City Thunder, <laughs> and they're at uh, 31.5. And I'm actually going. That's like a pretty good one. For, I was I was hiding this from you. <laughs> this is this is a ploy. Um, I I think that's like they they should be better than that. Like if they trade Chris Paul super early in the season, sure, then it, it, it's a possibility. But I don't think their roster is that bad. Like you throw like Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Stephen Adams, Terrence Ferguson out there is like their depth. Rover sucks. Maybe? Yeah, Roberson in the mix. Like their depth isn't very good, but that's like not like an awful team. And I get how loaded the West is, but I don't see how they're like demonstrably worse than like the Timberwolves, who are projected for four more wins. So I feel I feel pretty good about that one. And even if they trade Chris Paul, if they build up like 20, 25 wins before they do, I think Shea, who's looked excellent this preseason, could kind of guide them over. Yeah, I completely agree. And I would have definitely made this pick had it been on the list. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll move past that. Uh, you just mentioned the Timberwolves. I am going to go under yeah. on them. Their number's 35 and a half. Um, Towns is great. Um, I like Robert Covington. Uh, my, my guy Tyus Jones is gone, though. Me and Josh used to love Tyus Jones back on the on the Minnesota Timberwolves, so he's gone. Uh, that's going to be a big reason why I go under, and also because they're just not very good. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, is. we'll see what happens with him this year. But, uh, yeah, just they just don't inspire a lot of confidence. They're kind of meh. So I'm taking the under on the Timberwolves at 35 and a half. All right. Uh, we just got noticed that your co-host, Josh Bass, has arrived at my building, so we'll go rapid fire in these last three. Oh, and our dear friend Ari from high school is walking up. Ari, we have two minutes left in this podcast. Can you just do what you do? Just, just kind of cavort? I'll just rock on. Dance? Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right, great. Okay. All right. Uh, Phoenix Suns, 28.5. Uh, I'm going under as like a – FU Phoenix because they always disappoint me and break my heart when I think they're going to be good. And this year's team, like, honestly, like, should be pretty competent now that they added Ricky Rubio. Devin Booker could take a step forward. I think DeAndre Aiden is going to be one of the, like, five or six best offensive centers in the NBA. Uh, defensively, he should still be pretty bad. A lot of shooting off the bench. There's every, Everything tells me they should win more than 28 and a half games, but they just never <laughs> seem to do it. So I'm, I'm going under. Prove me wrong, sons. Uh, that's fair. So we're, we're down to the, the Warriors and the Hawks as our two most confusing teams, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the Hawks have been getting a lot of buzz. Obviously, they've got Trey Young and they have like a great young core. Uh, shout out to Kevin Herter. And the Warriors are great, but injured. So I'm going to go with the Hawks and I'm going to take the over on 33 and a half. Um, 
mostly because I have no idea what to make of Golden State. I think Curry could be incredibly could be the MVP, and they could easily win like 48 to 50 games, or um, he could just kind of be rested and load managed, and they could fall way short of that. So I'm going to go with the Hawks over just based on having no confidence whatsoever in making a Warriors pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm really confused by them, too. I, just, I think him and D'Lo are going to be pretty good together. I just think their defense is going to be so bad. And you look at their bench, and there are just so many guys who seemingly don't belong in the NBA. I'm going uh, slightly under for them. If Clay comes back midseason, I think that's going to look stupid because I think they could go on a really big run. But slight, slight under, and I don't, I don't really feel good about it. Anyways, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Knicks. Before I let you go, Marcus, uh, you want to share your Twitter with everyone? Uh, oh, promote sure. Promote your SoundCloud, maybe? Your, your improv career? Sure. I don't have a SoundCloud. Um, yet. You can follow me yet. You can follow me on Twitter, at Marcus Barahal. Follow Josh, too, at JMBass underscore. He's been mentioned in this podcast. You can listen to Locked on Nets wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see me do improv, I think I'm doing a show on Thursday um, Are you say at where? 9 p.m. Are you, like, scared? No, I'm just trying to remember what the theater's called. It's yeah. on, I think, 27th and 7th. So swing by. That's all. Thank you.